some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. It's the Process Podcast, episode 23. We're back. How's that coffee? It's pretty good. It's, it's all right, I guess. Yeah. Nothing you special. were telling me before we before we started, you were disappointed in the coffee that you currently possess. Yeah, at home. Not nice. Standard Keurig stuff? Yeah, it's just some dark roast stuff, but it's just like, meh. You know? Do you put milk in it? No. No, yeah. I've been, I've transformed myself. I like that. To a, I, like to, a, I like to hear a, that. To a black coffee drinker. Black coffee is the way to go. Just got to brush your teeth after. Because apparently it stains your teeth. Yeah, it does, yeah. Consistently. Yeah. Which is a bit annoying. Yeah. Really annoying, actually. Yeah. I think I've, I remember when I started drinking coffee, I put milk in it because I wasn't super keen on the flavor. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just drank it to be cool. And then I'm trying to remember when I started drinking it black. And when you became a man, is that what you're talking when about? When I became a man, <laughs> I think it was in oh, like halfway through second year, maybe. So not long after I started drinking coffee, mm. I was like, yeah, no, away with this milk stuff. All right. Away with the milk. There was speaking of this. Oh, I can't. I can't remember the full story, to do it justice. Man, it's a good story though. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try here. Yeah. In in Australia, when I was living there last summer, 2019, um, we met or we did a bunch of work with this lady named Gemma. She's like a beauty copyright editor. Um. And like us, enjoys black coffee. Mm-hmm. So she's a respectable woman. Respectable anyways, but uh, we were at a cafe one time doing, I think talking about a job that we were going to be working on together. And uh, one of my bosses, Josh, asked for milk in his coffee or asked for milk in his order. It was like a latte or something like that. And then... Um, Gemma decided just to play a whole bunch of fun with him. Came came back around and as as we were all going to sit down, um, she asks. She says to Josh, she said, um, "Oh man, I see. I this is the problem. I I start the story, but I can't mm-hmm. remember. I can't remember the end of it. We're really Basically, good she at remembering call- things. Yeah, I know. We're really. Basically, good. she ends up calling him like a little bitch for yeah. having milk in his coffee." That's the punchline of the story, but I can't remember it. I'll try and remember it later and do the story justice, but yeah. I can't, unfortunately. Yeah. Mine's frazzled. It's the end of the week. It's Friday. Mm. Ready for the weekend. Yeah, Long weekend. Man. Long weekend, too. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. For us. Yeah. Canadian yeah. Thanksgiving. We get a Monday off and then a short week next week. It's probably end up going to be, I feel... Like next week is going to be one of the last full normal weeks before things get crazy again with the pandemic. Yeah, probably. Probably you know? right. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to get hairy Starting after Starting today. We had over 900 cases today. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Hasn't happened before here. In Ontario anyway. Yeah, no. Which is very unfortunate. It's bad that it's going that way, but. Yep. It's not like, I feel like we, I feel like people are freaking out. The fact that the second wave's here and it's worse than the first, 
But like I remember back in May, they were saying the second wave, when it comes, will be worse than the first wave. So prepare for it. You know, I remember hearing that. Yeah, but like, yeah, but at that point, it was a bunch of like scientists or whatever saying yeah, that, and everyone's everyone's things. like, "Oh yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's not gonna be that bad." And it, hits, and it shows up. They're like, "Why is Starbucks closing earlier?" And then it starts. You know. Yeah. When does the Starbucks close near you? I think they they're it's still. Like I think they're still. Usually it was like eleven thirty, but it wow, might it might be it might be that. it might be like eleven. 10 between 10 and 11 probably so you'll still have time to go get a coffee after this if you really want. I, yeah if i really if want if to you really if you're really hurting for it you may have to go i've already had like you're still you're, i think it's my third one today so maybe i shouldn't anyways switch to tea yeah i haven't I, been i haven't been having tea in a while no well You've been all replaced with coffee maybe yeah which is dangerous good no i don't like coffee, it coffee's the coffee's the better way to go no 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 no, because like the reason why I switch, well, not switch, but I'm drinking more coffee is I've been trying to reduce the amount of like dairy milk that I'm having. Fair. Um, Are you opposed to plant based milk, like no. almond milk or cashew milk? No. I just have you tried it before? Yeah, yeah. Whenever I go to Starbucks, yeah. well, not whenever I go to Starbucks, one of the drinks that I sometimes get from Starbucks being like an iced caramel macchiato. Ooh, with almond milk. With coconut milk coconut milk yeah Ooh. Um, bougie boy so that's yeah but like i haven't got used to like earl gray tea without milk oh no i haven't got used to that yet so like i kind of don't i'd rather just like black coffee than just that. oh yeah there's nothing wrong with black but coffee i mean it we'll see i don't know kind of jump starts your system you know yeah keeps you full for a little bit longer well, that's one thing i never I felt like never a coffee never really affected me that much, but now I've been drinking it more and just black. Mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. it, you know, feel the buzz. You're drinking it in its in its pure form. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're not subduing it with pure. with milk or anything like that. It's pure. Pure. It's like pure cocaine. Just yeah. Oh yeah. Can't relate. You know. Can't relate. Unfortunately. No. But, never you know. done cocaine. Bad idea. Me, Don't do drugs either. either. Stay in school. Yes. It's it's the healthy thing to do. It's going through um since it was the end of the week, I kind of slacked off from work. I was working from home today. Mm. And I was like doing work, genuinely was doing work that I should be getting that I am getting paid for. Mm -hmm. Legitimate, credible work. And I'm only saying that because if my boss ever listens to this, he can't be like, you said you were slacking off on this one day. It's like, yeah. no, I wasn't slacking off. I was doing work and then taking a break and then doing work, taking mm -hmm. a break. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and I was sorting, like doing some hard drive maintenance, you know, mm -hmm. cleaning up files and folders. As you do. As you do. It's a great way to pass time because you just keep finding more problems that you want to fix. You're like, oh. I gotta rename this folder. More, I yeah, I was saying more stuff. folders you need to make. Oh yeah, but I found all of the old, or not old. It's like ten months old, almost a year old. All the footage from the clay car project last. I guess it was first semester of fourth year. That's wild. That's when, almost a year. Yeah. Wow. Isn't it crazy? That is crazy. It doesn't feel like that long. It's, it's like dated like middle to end of November and then a couple yeah. of days in December. So almost almost a full year. Um, cause I was filming my 
BRP Redback project at that time. And then had the idea of like, well, what if we made like a little like video series about the clay car projects and like the different concepts. The original idea was to do like four or five, do five short videos of each individual person's clay car, do one about yours, do one about Sebastian's, Matt's, and John's, because mm-hmm. fuck the other guy in the class. The other no two. One likes him. Yeah, the other two. But really, the one person. Um, yeah. Mr. Bawa. But uh, thought about um, putting putting together like a little video thing, just talking about the idea, because the, the inside of the project itself was pretty interesting that Bruce had you guys do. Mm-hmm. You want to speak to that a bit? If I can the, remember. The objective, if you can remember. I'm trying to remember the wording, but I feel like it was something like designing a vehicle that expresses what it's made for, kind of expresses what it is. Like the idea yeah. behind it was like, obviously we all know what cars look like. Right. Mm-hmm. And now that electric cars are becoming more popular, the question is like, why do electric cars look like regular cars? Fair. It's question. not because they need to. It's just because like, I mean, that's what we're used to. Yeah. Everyone's familiar with that. And it was like, if electric cars were made first, like became widely popular first hmm. before combustion engine cars, like would that, would that have made something like totally different? cars might have looked like totally different than what we're kind of used to right mm-hmm. um because like mechanically like electric cars are built very different yeah. you don't need a spot for an engine and a transmission it's true this and true. you don't need exhausts and you don't need i guess at least not for like regular electric cars you don't need like into air intakes and all that type of stuff yeah true so like already that's like a lot of the big kind of features that you would automatically notice in a regular car Mm -hmm. out that you don't need them anymore so like and so he was saying like well you know if you see like a tesla or something drive by something electric like how do you know Mm -hmm. it's electric other than like it's silent or if you know what it is like how would you know how can you visually tell yeah this is removing the little green leaf that yes, a lot of cars exactly. have or like a, yeah. the a green H hybrid. For a hybrid. Yeah, the hybrid battery. It was like, how would you tell? Like, and so I guess yeah. the idea was designing something that like expressively tells people like what the car is for, what it is. Right. It's kind of a difficult thing, that, but <laughs> it is difficult because is, is that expressing the electric sense or the purpose of the vehicle as in like from a utility sense i think or a use case yes yeah because like i guess we we had the option of doing like a hybrid or an electric vehicle right, that was pretty much set out um but yeah the idea was like whatever you know one of the first things he wanted us to do was think of like the story like the end user the story mm-hmm. and he's like don't just make it boring like you know it's a guy who likes sports cars no it's like something like a little more unique, right? Something enticing. And the more unique the scenario, the more the unique the design probably, possibly, right? 
Most likely. Um, because the story will inform the design. Exactly. Ultimately. That was the one thing that he was trying to get us to do. It's like, you, you got to come up with the story first, the, the end user who's using it kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can go from there. So, but it was like, yeah, if we picked electric, it also meant that, yeah, we got to somehow in the design of the car somewhere, you know, make it obvious that it's electric without just putting right. a badge or a giant writing on the side that says electric. You know? Yeah. Or making it look like a Tesla. Yeah. Because it's an easy cop out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the, even then... Like if, hiding hiding the front grill. Yeah. But even then, if you make it look like a Tesla, it's not necessarily making it look like an electric vehicle. It's just making it look like a car that you associate with an electric vehicle. Yeah. It's an electric vehicle that looks like a normal car that you would see on the road. Yeah. Right? That uses gas. Because mm-hmm. that that's one thing that I never thought about before. And then listening to Bruce talk about that project, because I would sit in on the class. I'd finish my product studio in the morning or the BRP studio, I guess. Yeah. And then have like an hour off and then go in and sit with you guys for the remainder of the five hour studio class. So I got two studio classes for the price of one. Yep. Which is very advantageous. Very. <clears throat> pretty, pretty genius on my part, I think. Pretty genius. But that was something that I never thought about was the fact that all the electric cars that currently exist resemble a normal gas gas powered car yeah. just with little minor changes to reflect that it's electric but still the the design ethos of it the base of it revolves around the standard car that's existed for x number of years however long that's been over 100 right over 100 years henry ford no. You know when the first car was built? Uh, eight. 1886, 1887. Is that right? Wow. Is that right? It was a Mercedes Benz. What was it? Uh, it looked like, looked like one of those, like, you know, a carriage that like a horse would pull, but just without a horse, basically. Oh, really? It was like, yeah. Okay, that's kind of That cool. was the first, um combustion engine car vehicle right i believe um and your your objective with this project and the whole idea in general was to make it not look like a combustion engine came first right yeah i mean that would yeah like i guess because yeah because exactly when you think of like a car it's like well you know if you were like the basic layout like forget about the the curviness of a body you know designing the whole exterior of the car when you think of like what you need you need like some sort of like the chassis package. yeah the package you need some sort of frame put the wheels on mm-hmm. and then there's an engine there's a transmission something connect the wheels to that mm-hmm. you know that's what makes it there's an exhaust blah, blah blah and then you put the body around that when an electric car though you need like now like with Tesla and stuff you have like the electric motors on each wheel like mm-hmm. some of them, I think, will have a motor on like the axle, but then some oh, yeah. of like the really, you know, like the electric supercars now and stuff like that, they'll have like the motor directly on the wheel. So all you need is like, yeah, okay, let's say four motors, one for each wheel, and then a battery. Hmm. And the rest, like, I mean, technically no, but the rest is just wiring essentially. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's yeah. more complex than that, but a lot of is there's less like you don't need a lot of the space mm-hmm. that usually you take up with an engine and whatever right so yeah. automatically it's like 
like if you look at Tesla, it's like, okay, you got like the trunk, obviously, like a regular car. Um, mm-hmm. But they got the the storage in the front, which they call the frunk. The frunk, that's the weird. The front trunk, yeah, I don't like it. It's very um, Elon Musk. Yeah. I don't know if he was the one that named it or it was probably some Tesla. He's going to name his next kid frunk for sure. Probably, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but it's there, like obviously storage, but like the shape of the car, like it doesn't, like that's like an empty space. Yeah, it's, so it's, like, it's a void. Yeah, like you don't, like you don't need, <laughs> the cars don't need to look the same. I mean, I guess it makes sense for like, you know, fitting people in it and like obviously storage things and the looks mm-hmm. and making it seem kind of just more natural and, you know, like familiar to people, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That was, I guess that was the idea. I think that was the idea of the project. It, so- it sounds about right. Like the familiarness yeah. is, is interesting because I remember Bruce saying that as soon as, I mean, we, we've experienced this in like studio classes too. As soon as you come out with something that is very unfamiliar that like no one is expecting or really can appreciate because it's so new. They're like, they're scared of it. You know, yeah. they stray away from it. Yeah. It's like when Apple came out with like with the iPhone 10 and people saw, yeah, it was great. They got rid of the home button and everything and made it almost like an edge to edge display. But the notch at the top was the just notch. so so different and people weren't familiar with it and there's still people to this day that absolutely hate it you know yeah and it's a bit more that's a bit more of a layman's term example because it was apple people were still gonna buy it anyway mm-hmm. but the idea of some coming out with something that's so especially with a vehicle where you have to feel safe and comfortable inside of it coming out with something that's so vastly different than anything else that exists really freak people out yeah and if you're going to spend all that time and money on something to make it appealing to people but make it so different you got to make sure that people are going to actually like it actually buy it mm-hmm. use it which is why i mean so so like if that's the case then then what would be the point of doing concept cars if these things are all so futuristic Ooh, and forward thinking what is the point right? of concept cars yeah like why 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 would it be worth a company investing all this time and money and resources into developing a concept car which is so future oriented that no one today would buy it because it's so unfamiliar i mean <clears throat> most concept car concept cars now aren't like so out like futuristic that like you'd look at it and you'd be like what is it like you wouldn't know it's a car you wouldn't like if someone right. said get in this thing you it's not like you'd be like where's the door like how do i get i mean there's some like you see mm-hmm. some especially like um you know like master's project and stuff where you don't actually have to make a full scale car yeah. and everything you can they you're make some pretty wild things right so it's like yeah. some of those vehicles you look at it and you're like i don't even know like how you'd get in this Right. Yeah. So they usually show it anyways in sketches, but a lot of cars, a lot of concept cars are like, they do resemble. I just, I feel like it's, it's, I mean, it's good marketing. Really? Mm-hmm. Like you're selling, True, like, yes. you know, I remember maybe it was the first year 
me and my dad went to the Toronto Auto Show, mm-hmm. and they had the concept version of the Mazda Six before it came out. Okay, and it looked car. it looked great. I think I pictured mm-hmm. it somewhere. It looks really it looked the concept looked really cool. I remember the the, the headlights almost looked like the eyes from like Transformers eyes from like the oh, Michael yeah. Bay movies, those Transformers movies. Like the, yeah. like literally like you know how like the eye like it looked like that like the amount of detail and little pieces and everything and you know it had like the typical you know big wheels and whatever and then three or four years later going back to the auto show they had the real like the production massa six there Mm -hmm. obviously looked very very different yeah but it's that energy i guess it's that it's it's to get people excited you know get people excited Mm. um I, I would say, I don't know how to say it, that would make sense, but like there's something about like whether or not you would agree or if other people would find the same value in it, but of like seeing what you can do and the value Explore, of like exploring your potential, your creativity, yeah. your, your prowess. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess you could say like, you know, obviously there's designers sitting there working on like the Mazda 6 and they like probably they sketch that concept car. They're like, this looks cool. Mm. And then, you know, the executives were come in and like, I hope you realize that's not what the final one's going to look like because it's got to be, we got to put it on sale yeah. a lot cheaper than that. If we build that car, it's going to be like a $100,000 car, you know, but it's right. like, you guys can do the concept car and you can do what you want, kind of make it look cool. But mm. like you're showing off the car again, people hyped for it, excited maybe also it helps show like you know hey look it's mazda but like look what they're working on you know they're creative they are trying to do like push the edge of like design and technology and doing something really futuristic in general right yeah especially nowadays more like you know it's not just a car it's like mobility you know but which is a very overarching concept but the idea of just mobility is especially as cities start to change and they can become yeah. more like a tech oriented hub as opposed to a group of buildings and autonomy yeah. becomes a lot more prevalent, especially with like autonomous cars or autonomous transit, mm-hmm. how that's going to play into the effect of everything. Yeah. Then like how, how do you design that? Right. Yeah. Exciting. Which is going to be really intense. It, yeah. Cause that's interesting. Yeah. That Like be what you were saying about, about the like proving proving what you can do as as a design studio within the context of say someone like Mazda right it's okay yeah it is it's a like a showpiece effectively like right like when you see like I'm sure like again like that Mazda or like you know with with Honda with Ford with any of the other GM brands like Chevrolet or whatever or any of the Japanese brands like the the more consumer vehicles I mean, Mm -hmm. like all these brands, they sell cars that are obviously expensive, but like they're more like regular cars people can buy. Like you have the concept cars, the concept version Mm -hmm. of those, which you see and you're like, oh my God, that looks so cool. Those are like, you know, the designers having fun. (laughs) You know, that's what the designers, the, the, you know, the the executives have been like, do you know what? For the concept car, you go wild. Mm-hmm. and they're no like oh boys break out your pencils we're gonna get crazy you know but obviously the final product doesn't end up like that mm-hmm. um 
with like obviously like brands like Ferrari, Lamborghini, McLaren, everything. Their concept cars, their production cars are a lot closer to the concepts. Yeah. And usually they don't. So why why is that then? I feel like I mean, well, I mean, price, money's got to be like one of the biggest money's reasons, big right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at like again that Mazda six example, like. You know, the body, everything was like, it looked really nice and curvy. The headlights looked like it was a pain to put together. You know, there was like probably like oh, hundreds yeah. of pieces and just a headlight. You know what I mean? Jeez. The wheels were like, you know, the wheels are always like, you know, massive, like 30, 40 inch, like wheels were like th- real slim, uh, slim, like tires and everything. Really? They're like the car looks slammed. You know, it just looks good. But like, if you were to sell that car, like you, it would be so expensive, right? When they're trying to do the actual Mazda 6, it's like, well, okay, let's make the wheels smaller. And then we got to make it, you know, a little more durable and, you know, cheaper. So it's like, let's, you know, make it sit a little bit higher, smaller wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, the headlights got to be simplified a little bit. The interior is going to be more simple. We can't have screens everywhere and LEDs everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they keep on doing that, pull the pricing out so they can sell make as much money as possible because the auto industry across any any type of car doesn't really make a whole lot of money from the cars do you know know what that number is ballpark oh i have no idea percentage no idea because i know like like expensive exotic brands like ferrari you know bugatti mclaren i don't really think especially the really expensive stuff they don't make money they lose money that's crazy but it's crazy to think about maybe like you know honda selling civics maybe they make they may probably make a little bit of profit of each one but not mm-hmm. much the audio industry the profit is very small um really? so they're trying to like take as much out as possible right to save mm-hmm. as much whereas like cost effectiveness yeah where it's like with ferrari it's like well they can pretty much price the car at anything they want and someone and their people are gonna buy it yeah and i mean like and you got like you think of it like because it's a Ferrari. Think of it as like any other design project. Like if if a client came to you and said, "We've got this, you've got that this much money to work with." Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a hundred dollars, or you got a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, big difference. It's you got more to work with. So like when you come to like Ferrari, when you got like bigger budget, and you know, it's not like they're like they're saying to themselves, you know, we need to make the wheels smaller to save money, or we need you know get cheaper wheels or cheaper tires, or you know, let's you know take some of the screens and stuff out of the inside because it saves money it's like no it's like ferrari it's like Mm -hmm. you know what else can we make in carbon fiber (laughs) you know it's like yeah it's more like that car you know they don't they don't you know spare the expense it's make it Mm -hmm. it's more of like now it's a showpiece it's making it special right um so i guess the concepts like they're more they're closer to the concepts they have Hmm. You know, um, it would make sense, I guess. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's like a concept car for a McLaren. You're going to draw it like super aggressive and it's got massive wheels. And it's going to be, you know, really low off the ground and everything. I mean, the real cars are pretty much that anyway. So it's like, yeah, you know, whereas you see like sometimes you'll see concept sketches of like a, a Civic or, you know, Honda Accord or whatever. And it's like, that looks super sick. And then you see the real thing and you're like, well, yeah, obviously they couldn't do that. Yeah. I'd be like a supercar, you know, yeah. whatever. So is that then, do you think that a concept car like that is different than say a concept car that a master's student would produce 
say at a school like art center or the RCA and maybe they have, or maybe it's a studio project with a company like Nissan or Lexus or Bentley, right? Like one of these, one of these companies comes into the school, works with the students. Do you think that's a similar approach or is that more geared towards a learning experience for the students? I think definitely that, but I think that stuff is like more story. Yeah. Like, because again, like that's, that's what I see too. Like just looking at the stuff on Behance. Yeah. Reading, like reading articles that are posted. Especially when it comes to like schooling and like, you know, if you're a master's and you're going to be fighting for a job, it's that big thing of like, okay, well, doesn't matter how good you are at sketching or rendering or CAD modeling, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. making a model clay or whatever, there's going to be other people that are just as good, right? Going for the same job. So it's like what sets you apart. And the big thing is like, it's your story. It's your ideas, right? Yeah. And like, I feel like the big things now that I see more and more is like that story becoming way more prevalent, way more important. Like a, a lot of... Like when I when I kind of think back on some of the Behance projects I've seen that really have like caught my eye and I still remember are the ones with like a really mm. cool story. Yeah. I'm sure you're the same way. Like it's, oh, you know, absolutely. it's, I forgot that guy, but remember that one that was like a Land Rover, but you like pedaled yeah. it like a bike kind of to like move it. Yeah. Like I'm going to see if I can find him right now. You keep talking. Like that's not even, I know I have it on my appreciation list somewhere, but don't know how far back it is but like you know obviously if they're coming to the student that's learning experience working for a big company but that's all about like the story the idea right being different that concept is you know that that that's the important thing that's yeah it's ultimately like the story's driving the project right yeah and then everything else that falls into place after that is more or less superficial ultimately yeah which is interesting i see like again some of the more consumer manufacturers the more regular car companies they um i feel like when i see they work with students you come up with like crazy stories crazy you know concepts and ideas Mm -hmm. whereas like i see like mclaren that like not as much because i feel like they're they're the real cars are crazy enough they are they're wild and they they know like i'm like i wonder i've seen like you know like on abstract when you see like the episode the automotive design episode and like i've seen some videos mm-hmm. of like you know even like porsche and other companies like working in studios and you see like sometimes you catch a glimpse of like their mood board right or like their demographic yeah that their target their target user and you know like it's always like a cliche for car companies where they're like they make like a profile right like yeah. we did for thesis, right? We made a profile of like our we did target thesis, user, yeah. right? Our demographic. And you mm-hmm. make up a story. Who are you designing for? Yeah, you make up a story. And I'm I'm sure like a lot of the brands, it's like, you know, for minivans and SUVs, it's like, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. And they have a family of little kids and they have to take them to soccer and this. But occasionally they do off-roading in the weekends for go camping. You know, like mm-hmm. they make the story so they can, you yeah. know, which makes sense. But I feel like I I wonder if like McLaren's like that. Because so like they can make up whatever yeah. they want, they know that like they know who they're selling to. Yeah, and they know people like with lots of money. And they know like we can make this car a million dollars and people are gonna buy it. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've I've fallen prey to the the story aspect of things firsthand. You know, I, I mean, keep, it I works, keep reciting, right? Yeah, like like they they sell that lifestyle to you. You know, yeah. like we were talking about in the car the other day of how I'm going to lease a Nissan Kicks <laughs> from fifty two dollars weekly. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put my dog in the back and put the surfboard on the top and I'm gonna go to the beach every weekend because I drive a Nissan Kicks. You know that's that's the idea that they sell to you. Yeah. I don't have a dog. I don't know how to surf. Not yet. I don't even own a surfboard. Not yet. I don't even have enough money to my name to buy that car. Not yet. But they sell that to you. Yeah. I mean, just in the way they market it, even in the way it looks. Like it yeah. looks. It's oh, it's a, such a. Are we Gen Y or Gen Z or? No idea. You know when does. Because we're not millennial, right? We're younger than that. No. Millennial, isn't it like 96 or something, the cutoff? Or 97? I think so. Yeah. Or 98. I think we're, are we Generation Z then? Z? Z? I think we're Gen Z. Gen Z. Anyways. That's cool. The people that are born in 1998. Yeah, or early. It's like, it's perfectly designed for that type of a, type of lifestyle, you know? Yeah. But like, even just seeing the commercial on TV, I'm, I'm sold already, yeah. you know? I'm, I'm ready to put a down payment on it. I'm ready to sign into the lease. I'm ready to just put all my money behind it and then boom, live that oh, lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's effective and effective, effective marketing, obviously. But the effective marketing is also conveyed through an effective design, mm-hmm. surely. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I found the guy, the, uh, found him. the story guy from Behance. And I'll read you the, um, just for the sake of the whole story aspect of things, I'll read you the story for his 2050 Land Rover Icelander thesis project done in 2019. His name is, I believe it's pronounced uh, Thibaut Porcheroux, mm-hmm. probably French or something. Possibly. But uh, it's for 2050 Land Rover Icelander. In 2050, autonomous mobility is constantly used as driving was abandoned having been deemed unnecessary by the population. As technologies develop, all objects become interconnected and information flows faster and faster. Cities are developing and peri-urban areas, don't know what that means, are spreading over the rural area, reducing it drastically. In this population, guided by the interconnectedness and automated objects, lacks are felt. Lack of free will, lack of rurality, which I did not know was a word, Lack of different abilities, this context pushes the townspeople to go further and more often on holiday, looking for rurality and disconnection. The Land Rover Icelander allows a couple to travel to one of the most exotic countries in the world, Iceland. Thanks to this vehicle and by learning to drive, the couple will regain independence and autonomy. They will experience three types of disorientation. Disorientation by the contrast of the mode of transport, disorientation by the contrast of the way of life and disorientation by the contrast of the environment during two weeks of travel a couple would be delivered to themselves which will offer them a good opportunity to disconnect from everyday life there you go there's your story pretty wild you know and his entire thing is this is based around that i mean that's what that's and it, it, it looks wicked it does you know? That's always looks that's awesome. always the cool part is the story, right? Yeah, because that was one of the things. That like, I mean, the cliche. Obviously, as a design student, you're like, mm-hmm. the likelihood of you becoming a car designer is one thing, but to be a car designer working on like a race car or a McLaren is another thing, right? Yeah. So, like in school, 
elite. Whenever you get like a chance, like design a car, you're like, oh, I'm gonna do a supercar. I'm gonna do a race car. And gonna, I, I was always yeah, the same because it's, it's like cool. It's the cool thing yeah, to do. Because ultimately, it's like, well, if I'm in school, it's like I may never get the chance to actually design one. So why not? Right? And like, mm-hmm. and it looks cool, right? Obviously, it you want to cool. you want to design race cars. But I remember for that, for this the clay project, we had to come up with like kind of three ideas. Mm-hmm. And Bruce was less worried about like the initial sketches because it was just early ideation. It was more like, what's the story? And I remember we put the stuff on the yeah. wall, and all he actually all he told us was like, think of like three concepts, but think about like the purpose of each vehicle. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. come back and then like we put sure we go to do. present it. And he's like, I think poor John went first. And he's like, and Bruce is, and he finished to talk about his ideas. And John's, like, and and Bruce is like, you know, okay, but like, what's the story? And he's like, what do, you, mm-hmm. what do you mean? He's like, yeah, but like, what's the story? Like, what's the car meant for? Like, what? Like, make up a story. He's like, I don't care. Like, obviously, you're making one up. It doesn't have to be real. It doesn't matter if it's crazy. Yeah. Like, just make one up. Like, you, you know what I mean? Be creative with it and then because yeah. i went like i think john john's story was like the construction workers wake up and they go to work together yeah something, something like that just like real real low level yeah and i think i went like i presented third so i had enough time to bs a story <laughs> so it looked like i come <laughs> up with the story so i'm presenting and bruce you is had, like you had a moment of panic i had like, like three good stories and bruce is like yeah no i like i like the stories i'm like yeah he's like thanks i just came i up just with came up right with three seconds i think he even said i think i said that to him i was like thanks i just came up with these like i know but they're good i was like okay you saw it right through me uh panic but that's like the that's like the fun thing right because one of my ideas was like a race car or was a race car yeah but like of course it has to be when bruce is like he's like tell me that concept again you know he's like you know i get it. it's like a i was like it's a race car kind of a joke he's like that's okay if it's a race car but don't just say it's a race car because it's a race car like mm-hmm. make up a story you know at least the story needs to revolve and inform yeah race car yeah you know yeah what was your story what was the story that you went with in the end because i guess the oh, other two that don't one, matter because yeah those have been abandoned yeah the race car one was kind of i don't remember the the first one i don't remember what that was the the, the race car one was kind of cool though ago. but that the one i went with which i still like the idea so much it's such a cool idea I got, I got to like, and it still has potential. I got to play around with it more, but, um, essentially it was like, um, an autonomous electric tourism vehicle, mm-hmm. I guess you could say designed for tropical climates at, uh, like tropical resorts. Right. And the idea was, you know, couple or, you know, a family or it was designed for two people, a couple um you want to go and i think i use like hawaii as the example like they want to go you know take pictures and explore hawaii for a day Mm -hmm. and i was like instead of you know a just walking around at the whole thing and instead of hawaii is a big place instead of b renting a car and driving around it was like yeah the passenger can look out the window and see everything but like the driver's gotta Mm -hmm. be focused on driving right so the idea was like both people get in this thing and you like plot your route mm-hmm. and it just takes you around the island and you get to experience it. Take as many pictures and you just got to relax. Like basically I get, the way I would describe it to people is like a pool chair on wheels. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. 
you know it was yeah, like no that's pretty accurate it was like you got into it was really low but it was like basically it was like a reclined like pool chair type position seating position mm-hmm. and then it was just uh there was no walls or doors or windows it was all open oh yeah and sure. then it just had like two kind of posts one of the front center and one of the rear center of the vehicle that would hold up this like glass roof um yeah which you could I like which you could there. like tent if the sun was too much or you could have it yeah, completely clear or you could have it completely clear if you wanted the sun and you wanted to see through it and everything um real magnifying glass yeah. roast the people inside and you're yeah, yeah exactly so you're <laughs> sitting in this like tub kind of thing um and like you have the person beside you like and then it's just on like these like originally it was like hubless wheels which i didn't go with in the end because they're a pain to sketch but mm-hmm. um yeah really but that painful. that was that was the idea but uh bruce really liked the idea um mm-hmm. and i really liked it because it's like the story's like different enough i mean it's different but it's also like it's yeah. a cool niche like you're designing for like a specific purpose and i think that's what mm-hmm. he really liked it was like when you look at it you're like that's not a normal car because like literally there's no space where you can put an engine or there's yeah. no exhaust or like it looks it, it looks it barely looks like a different it lo- barely looks like a vehicle like other than it has wheels you're like i don't know like yeah again could it looked a like a, it look, could be a hovercraft yeah exactly right so that's what i ended up going with which is kind of cool I, th- I think the idea is it pretty was neat. really cool i think out of, out of the class that we had we're gonna leave the two people unspoken for but I feel like yours represented more of a departure from a traditional automotive design. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, it almost doesn't look like a car. Yeah. Sebastian's was really interesting, like very sculptural, where it still resembled a vehicle in the traditional sense, but it took on more of a futuristic aesthetic in terms of styling. You yeah. Know? And like Seb, Seb's really good with the real loose styling aspect of things and adding, adding a lot of fine detail to stuff, yeah, which is pretty wild. And then John's, I remember John's was interesting. I don't remember the objective of it. it and then it was, Matt's was a loaf of bread. Yeah, John's was, it was for, I don't know if he ended up changing it at the end. I think he kept with it, but it was like construction transportation like transportation for autonomous transportation for like construction workers but his final his final like clay model his final design came out a lot better than like the one he went with yeah um why is that why why did that happen i wonder i mean he got help from a lot of people yeah and he just worked on it and developed it and it came out yeah pretty sweet i like the overall shape of it um yeah matt's was like it was like 2050 version of like the mystery machine i think yeah in my opinion very uh, <laughs> roasting matt uh no his was just like a like a like an autonomous transportation like meeting type vehicle i think yeah and Seb's was like a sports car yeah um, which was successful in representing what it looks sporty sports it looks, car it looked, could look it was like, like long it, it was like so low long. and sleek and it looked aggressive, like more aggressive than the others. Yeah. yeah. Yours was, while it was modern, I would say, I wouldn't call it aggressive. Um, no. 
I would put yours more as of like a sophisticated aesthetic, you know? Sophisticated, interesting. There was a, yeah, because it it was like there wasn't a sculpt, sculptural, I feel like to describe the word sculptural <clears throat> in the context of an automotive design implies like complex curves, flowing lines, whereas yours was very like sturdy and geometric. Mm-hmm. But I think that simple surfacing, say you had, it was, I'm trying to remember the sketch now, like minimal surfacing in the sense that it's flat with receding surfaces, right? Like it's going in on itself, coming out. So you're playing with how light's going to work in that regard. But the cleanness of those lines, I think in the way, the way that I see it, the cleanness of those lines imply the sophisticated aspect to it right you know especially with like the detailing in the roof as well yeah i think that's how i would that's how i would picture it interesting you said uh we think of like sculptural in terms of automotive design as like complex curves Mm -hmm. i was like is that because that's what like sculpture in automotive design means or is that because we're we're used to that Hmm. because like yeah you look at like 50s 60s era and you look at those cars and you're like yeah sculptural so they're all Mm. the bodies are all made by hand and they're all super curvy Mm. and Mm. so i guess yeah like when you see something's like a car super sculptural sculptural it's like it's super curvy a lot you know lots of complex curves but yeah i wonder again is that just because that's what we're used to saying is sculptural because i i was thinking i was like when you think of like architecture Mm -hmm. and it's like the 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 new modern contemporary architecture like the really Mm -hmm. contemporary like brutalism stuff where it's like just blocks yeah like i would argue that's sculptural but that's like super geometric and and simple you say that so I wonder, just because we're not entirely used to it. True. So. True. Possibly, you know, like the thing I was going for, maybe in some, in the future, at some point that could be considered as a sculptural. Yeah. Someone possibly that sculpture. Like when I, when I think of sculptural in the context of automotive design, I think of like the, the side panels on a McLaren on like on a McLaren 720S. Yeah. You know, the side, like how it, it's bending over on itself and there's a crease line that goes into a soft curve transition into a flat panel, which continues to curve or say like, um, like a Lexus SUV where it's got a geometric, almost like a reverse Nike check mark in the bottom. Yeah. Like the under shape type things. Yeah, yeah, but that even in on the inside itself, that is curved and then flows out into a harder ridge line up at the top, and it's a it's a very sharp angular car. But there's still, but you like you've got all these lines going in different directions. You know, nothing's running yeah. parallel. Yeah. Where with yours, you've got three main body lines that run parallel to each other. Yeah, and one of the, right? one and of the like just yeah. just a clean surface. One of the one of the reasons why I did that as well, because Polestar. Yes, 
because I was kind <laughs> of yeah at one point I was gonna do it as a pole star but then I kind of changed my mind but um because one thing Bruce was like when we're working on it he was like especially when we're doing the interior he's like you got to keep in mind like um and I didn't think about this like this isn't a privately owned vehicle like it's mm. it's it's like a it's utilitarian yeah you know it's supposed to be the idea is like he's like you still got to design to make it look cool but the idea is it's supposed to be functional it's utilitarian mm. so the interior has got to be like you know he was like you got to picture the stories like people coming off the beach and getting in this thing to go drive around like where's the sand gonna go is it just gonna pile yeah. in a seat and now you're sitting in sand or like what if people are wet it's like is that just gonna drip all in the seat and now you're sitting in a wet towel essentially so you don't want that Gross. how are you gonna how are people gonna like the resort gonna wash this th- sh- wash this thing yeah you know you spray it with a hose you're gonna get water all on the inside of the car and so it's it's kind of like you gotta the things i didn't really realize at first um so that was one of the things i thought well maybe making it look like i guess we naturally see something like a car really curvy in that i mean but like that's a very personalized thing and then mm-hmm. I maybe, when you think of utilitarian public transport, almost it's more, it's boxed, more like that, you know? more boxy, more. Yeah. You know. You think of a bus, which is just a long rectangle. Yeah, more functional like that. Hmm. That and I've never, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, that and um, I was like, like in my mind when I was picturing like the like renders and like where this card belong i again i pictured it in like a sid mead esque type painting like that was the style i liked where it was like retro futurism like what they thought the future would look like in like the 80s so Mm -hmm. i went at that like very like very sid mead like like blade runner-esque where it's very geometric future very simple geometric um yeah you know angular kind of Kind of like what, like what a lot of the cars are doing in the eighties, mm-hmm. like the Ferraris yeah. and Lamborghinis and everything. They're super like angular and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like taking slices off, just cutting chunks out. Yeah, from a piece of metal, and then you're left with the final form. Yeah. Speaking of which, here's something interesting that literally just popped into my head about less than five seconds ago. Yes. Do you remember the photo that I sent to you from the Lexus Design Studio where they were showing like the the physical buck of some of the like the car designs that they were doing, but that was uh, like either painted or wrapped in kind of an anodized looking material. Um, yeah, like the speed form esque type things. Yeah, 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 yeah similar yeah, yeah. to a similar to a speed form, but a looked, more developed speed form. Yeah, yeah, like a speed form transitioning into a vehicle, like taking of off the wheels. Yeah. Yes. effectively but still having the wheel well there just filled in yeah just like in implying that a wheel goes there without seeing the physical yeah. wheel and like other than that there's no detailing in terms of panels or like windows glass doors yeah. anything like that it's just a simple smooth surface transition what if because you're like the vehicle that you designed was from what i remember i can't remember the front or the back what those looked like I remember the back a little bit, but I can't remember what the front looked like. But I feel like the bulk of it isn't terribly complex. No, it's very, very simple. In in something like SolidWorks, right? Yeah. 
is there something in developing maybe maybe fifth scale is probably too big maybe something like 10th or 12th scale 3d printing it and painting it in some kind of a like an anodized finish just to see how the light plays on that kind of surface i mean especially possibly, the roof yeah. too yeah yeah uh, the roof would be the only kind of hard thing to cad in solidworks like the actual body itself yeah. would be extremely easy especially if you if i didn't do interior as well mm-hmm. that'd be really really easy yeah to, to cad like i feel like i feel like the roof wouldn't be too bad you could do I mean, it you could do it bad. in a complex way or you could do it in a really easy way yeah yeah i don't think it'd be that bad at all to be honest you could loft it or sweep it or you could go the really simple route and just cut it out of a of a block like intersect surfaces or something yeah like that. honestly i might even like like come like look at it from like a front profile like loft mm-hmm. it from like the front profile yeah. profile to the back profile and then just mm-hmm. like go from the side cut out the shape go from the top cut out the shape like yeah and just do it like that yeah like i don't think just put a fillet on everything you're good to yeah go. exactly uh, yeah i would that'd be cool to do i think i would want to change it especially if i looked back on it. like when i had the those sketches on the wall not too long ago mm-hmm. every time i looked at it, i was like it looks cool but that sketch to me looks like i'm still in the development process like looking at it i'm like yeah with more time with more time there's so much more i'd want to do with it i totally agree because one of the things i, I keep totally seeing agree. that i absolutely love i saw one i hadn't didn't send it to you saw some guys design for like it looked like i mean it's the lancia stratos which i don't think you know no, no. does not um, ring a bell at all one of sounds like someone's last name from my high school one of the coolest Italian. looking one of the best looking cars ever i think okay uh, just such a cool let me google this and i'll what's it called lancia strato stratos um, and this guy was doing like a really like futuristic kind of version his take on it like lots of people have done like updates and like redesigns of it but this was like a really cool take it almost looked some more like a De- like a delorean type thing it was very angular very 80s looking um and one of the things i've noticed oh wow yeah i wouldn't say it's the best looking car of all time i there's something that's just like i think it looks amazing like the proportion of it it's like super short but super wide super low it's got like from the side super wedge angle like to the body yeah um you know what it reminds me of it's that like a robin bird you know (laughs) yeah because like Like they're kind of short kind of fat but they got a biggish beak yeah um interesting I'm not sold on it, but but one thing I've noticed recently is like because with mine I see it and I'm like okay I see the overall form is there I probably wouldn't change it too much like I I would revisit some of like the surface changes like I wouldn't just have the side flat which I didn't but mm-hmm. the way I the kind of the undercut or whatever I had in it I probably would change a bit, um, but you look at it like I have forms there, but I never like detailed it to the level I wanted to. Hmm. Yeah. It's the surfacing is simple, which does work, but I think it could be refined, like refined, not to make it simpler, but make it, I don't know, more 
pursue more, and continue more interesting i think yeah um especially the story of the vehicle i think it could do like being more utilitarian more functional the form i want to be interesting but not like in your face that's not the idea it's not flashy but yeah. it's i want it to look cool because it's supposed to be a look cool looking car anyway but it's the details of like part lines and mm-hmm. um seeing little mechanical pieces yeah. that like if it was like a show car like a fancy you know personalized car you'd cover up or you'd hide or i want this to be more utilitarian more mechanical in a way you know more of like a device mm-hmm. rather than like yeah you know a a personal like track day car or whatever um but also i know mine would i think benefit really well from graphics being utilitarian oh, totally. having like cool little like warning stickers or like uh functional stickers like, you know you know open here or it, you know it, something you it know. fits so well like, it would uh your car suits yeah. the graphic element yeah totally take some some classic whack graphics that you make what if you branded it as like the process company vehicle <laughs> I, I totally could you totally could totally good but yeah i, I could like that talking idea. about it more i kind of want to revisit it now but we'll see i genuinely think you should like say yeah. finishing tober getting tober done with which we can touch on um but i, I, I there, there's something to that and it's a strong portfolio piece if it gets developed mm-hmm. further yeah right and that complement that will end up i think complementing your um thesis project quite well in a portfolio yeah it's like two two automotive projects and then you got a product project and then you got team time travel and then that allows you to take the lamp out of there and have have something like fully fleshed out yeah like i think i think that would be a good idea i would like the project more doing it my way because i don't think it suited the whole Mm. clay project very well because it's not like good no. for clay modeling. Um, it's tricky. Maybe like a th- little 3D print model. Sure, that'd be fine. It's probably very doable. It fits the idea of a thesis project pretty well, I think. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's very doable doing a little 3D, um, little 3D print. But like mm-hmm. more of just sketch, digital render yeah and maybe maybe cad render i mean if i was going to cad out i might as well render it as well um yeah no 100 percent. i would say that would suit it more i'd rather not do like touch clay or anything just do it that way would be um cool yeah so what's the what's the like i guess with with having a transportation design stream at humber the clay was more to um I guess expose students to that element of the industry in the automotive world, right? Yeah. As opposed to like you're gonna learn steps involved with clay modeling. Yeah. But there's still I feel like there's still a lot of stuff that we can't touch on just because we're only in school for two years and you only end up using clay twice because A, it's expensive and B, the resources to do so may not always be present. Yeah. And I do agree when you say that your clay pro or your car didn't didn't suit the clay um the clay process yeah so then what does suit the clay process something like right like obviously i'm someone with better maybe more time but also more like better clay skills and stuff like that probably could have done mine a lot better definitely but 
just with mine, like it, I think it works more when you're doing something like a little more solid, more volume to more, it. More vehicular. More vehicular, really, I guess. Like mine having no walls or windows or anything, very hard to clay. And complicated thing. Because it's just the, yeah, like it would have to have a lot more time into it, a lot more model making besides just clay. I think to make yeah. it like really pop. Um, but it was also, there's not much like actual surface to clay. And I think one of the biggest things yeah. with the clay, like other than just getting us um, kind of used to it or exposing us to it, I think the one of the biggest things to learn from it and one of the why it's so important is the ability to picture what you're sketching in 3D. Because mm-hmm. like that was one thing in the first time. two years, right? We're all learning like, or sketch things in 3d and it's like you gotta be able to picture this in 3d in your head you know and mm-hmm. the whole reason of like why we learn a lot of manufacturing you know we gotta know how something's made so that when we go to the engineers we don't just give them a crazy sketch and like here figure it out it's like yeah. here and then they come back and say you can't do this yeah slap it's you in impossible. the face but you instead you go up to him and be like look this is the design i know roughly how it's got to be made like you know, so I've designed it in a way that you can work your magic on it and it'll, you know, it'll work, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with the clay, it's like, well, if you're in the studio working with a clay modeler, I guess, like you can't just give them something absolutely crazy and they look at it and you're like, how the hell am I supposed to do this in clay, you know? Yeah. But if you, what does that even mean? if you do it, then you understand how difficult and what is easy to do in clay and what isn't easy to do in clay. Mm-hmm. And you draw some really crazy stuff on paper on a car and yeah. it looks great. And then as soon yeah. as you go to do it in 3d, you realize this does not look great. Or you realize yeah. like, Oh yeah, I have no idea how this piece joins to this piece. Like that surface yeah. or how these surfaces yeah, intersect. The way those surfaces meet, I don't know either. I don't know how it looks or, Oh, I figured it out and it looks shit. Yeah. You know? So the clay thing was really useful of like, okay, so this is what that shape is like in 3D. Mm-hmm. You know, you can draw like a simple kind of undercut shape to the side of a car on a piece of paper really easily. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even in like my mind, if I sketch it, I'm like, I know what that's doing. But like, you know, showing it to Bruce, he's like, okay, like that's why you got to do the little contour lines or, you know, shading, make it look, there's an effective way yeah. of doing it where you look at it and you're okay. But even then, even on, it could be like, beautifully rendered and you know exactly what it looks like on paper you know what it's doing that surface but until you do it in, like that yeah until you do it in 3d though you don't fully mm. understand that that shape yeah you know what i mean and how that like again on paper like you could have you know the front wheel arch of the car go into this like cool shape on the side of a car and it going to the rear fender of the car and on paper it's like yeah that all works together it morphs together it looks nice blah blah blah. and then you do it in 3d and you realize like oh this contour line like hits that or physically in 3d you can't put those two surfaces together it just doesn't make sense yeah you know yeah Geo- geometrically there's no way that that works yeah. so like that's really important because then you're like oh yeah like mm-hmm. when you're drawing something you're like man, that'd be a bitch to do in 3D. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, okay, so maybe so sure I shouldn't. I sketch it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or you're like, oh, maybe I should change this a bit. You know? I totally get that though. Like I look at, I've been on Behance a lot recently looking at a lot of like um, RCA 
master's students projects and like reading through them actually instead of just glossing over it and looking at the sketches i've like gone through and read the information in there yeah just because it's it it's spurring me onwards for some reason getting you hooked it's just on that my attention. automotive design yeah, it's, it's getting me hooked oh yeah i'm gonna go to staples on the weekend and uh print off a pdf of 49 pages of automotive sketches to practice with. hell yeah that's gonna be my thing it's my new kink i'm gonna have to get back into I'm not it gonna do- i can't yeah. let you do that on your own no you can't I'll, I'll split the pages with you i'll give you a chunk and okay. keep some for myself and then we'll smash some and then we'll swap yeah swapsies oh we're gonna have to do a but, uh, in-person sketch sesh sesh oh dude we'll get like a draw some cars together as long as the pandemic doesn't doesn't kill anybody we'll uh oh dude do some sketches uh, i want i want some chart packs man i need more yeah because it's, it's a lot easier too to give feedback to each other and help each other in person yeah so you can literally like oh be a this, cool video this is how i would draw this <laughs> here's a here's a youtube video idea us silently sketching cars and it's just a four-hour video. Yes. Or just not even silently sketching, but just us sketching cars. Just for four talking hours. about random crap. Yeah. I think that'd be funny. Just us talking about random yeah. crap while sketching cars. Yeah, real, real live stream thing. That would be interesting. Yeah. There's something there. I think there's something there. I think so. Definitely. I was going somewhere with that story. Do you remember where I was talking? RCA stuff. RCA, reading about through. reading through... I don't know where else you're going from there. Oh yeah, I was re- like reading through and then looking at the sketches to see how the how the text and how that information relates to what I'm actually seeing right. on the paper. And I think it's a it's the fact that my visual understanding of a lot of the automotive surfaces isn't fully formed yet. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand most product surfaces pretty well because I can sketch them you know, and therefore I understand how that surface looks and I can understand how I would sketch that surface. But when I look at some of these cars and stuff and even some of the more simple looking ones, some of the, like some of the stuff is super out there and sculptural to use that, to use that word again. Yeah. Very organic. Some of the stuff. Yeah. Very organic. And I can kind of understand it when I look at it in a 3d render if they've made it in like alias or something like that, or just 3d printed a model, but reading the sketches, yeah, I can't read how the surfaces look until I see the picture of it in 3d. So a, I think there's a learning process involved in that where I have to develop my visual understanding of a lot of this stuff, but also it's, I feel like as I learn to sketch that way and pursue that as a asset in design that will become easier to understand because yeah. I can think of how I would approach it, you know? Yeah. Like I can sketch a headphone pretty easily and understand the contours that are involved with that. And in much in the same way that I can look at someone else's sketch of like a concept headphone that doesn't exist, but I can still understand the bulk of that because I know how I would approach a sketch in that way. Whereas a vehicle very different very different animal. yeah like i feel like i i can understand it because again i'm always looking at cars 24 7 anyways and Ooh, yeah. have been for a while so it helps when you see the actual like a car in real life and you see that shape as well mm-hmm. like because then you have a for sure then you have a memory like a a 3d 
visualization in your head. Like you can better look at it and be like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. When I kind of think, but see what's going on here. But the, but still, yeah, I'm, I'm like for me, it's still sketching it and making making it make sense to other people. You know, because yeah, that that's the which hard. Is really, that's tough. especially when you go complex. I mean, that's like because. You know, I'd be doing like that's what Bruce would do kind of with us in class, or we would sketch something and then he would be like, Still, I don't get what that shape is. And then he would draw, he's like, I'm gonna draw what I think. Like what your sketch is showing that. me. Like just from looking at your yeah. sketch, this is what I see. And then you draw it and you're like, Oh, yeah, that's not what I meant. I see. You know? Yeah. Or like in 3D, you'd like slap on some extra clay and he's like, This is see, this is the shape you're going for based off your sketch. And you're like, Oh. No, no, yeah. no, no, that's not what I want. You know, that's tough. It's, that's, it's interesting. It's one thing to uh, to look at a picture and understand it. It's another thing to then draw it for someone else. It's yeah. and make sense. It's difficult. Like I've done that a little bit on like even pages in the field notes where there's been like a an image of a car on my laptop or something like that, or I'm looking at a sketch on my phone and I try and replicate exactly what I see just in this little like, five five inch by three inch sketch mm -hmm. but try and replicate exactly what i see in terms of surfacing on the vehicle try and replicating that just with lines and contour lines and everything yeah because then if, if i sketch it odds are i can probably understand it more oh definitely yeah but and then like seeing how that line would behave how i can sketch <clears throat> a surface transition so that it doesn't look like there's just a hard line or something like that. That's That's been the tricky part for me because when I think of an automotive sketch, it's just kind of like loose lines and there's a line that goes here and a line that goes there. But then how do I distinguish a hat? Like, for example, how do I sketch something that starts off as, as a sharp crease line and then softens right. into a smooth transition? You know, how am I going to sketch that? I sketch it this way, sketch that way, use use shading use whatever that's that's where a lot of the understanding still needs to happen for me but yeah it takes time yeah i mean one of the the important things i'd say too is to better understand the shapes and surfaces is look at the reflections the highlights the shadows true. and the reflections obviously like true like you're saying if it's like a sharp crease line mm -hmm. um and you see it outside or under a light, you know, it's going to have a really harsh shadow underneath. Yeah, and as it softens time. out, it'll get lighter and lighter. And then you'll have that like strong highlight on the top of it. If it's, if it's like a really sharp crease sticking yeah. out more, you'll have a sharper highlight. And then as it kind of mm -hmm. gets softer, it'll start to fade out a bit. Um, and then the big thing is like reflections. When you see some of the reflections, on yeah. on some of the paint like if it's a shiny car outside or something you see the reflections that can also uh help a bit too because like you'll it'll, it'll kind of um match the form of the like the shape of the body right yeah the light and everything will and the shadow the reflections everything will go conform to the shape of the car so that can sometimes everything help starts to make sense yeah a bit hmm. they're complex though yeah they are very complex yeah man I'm, I'm like i'm like all hyped up on this automotive sketching stuff now. cars are sick dude i'm all hyped up 
they are sick they're the coolest thing to draw i think personally i agree i find spaceships i just say transportation in general yeah vehicles in general just spaceships cars yachts Yachts, trains i don't know like never sketched a train i don't think me neither to be honest, I feel like it. I feel like it's totally a cool thing to draw, though. Yeah, like you could do something it's long. You could do something really cool. Yeah, with you it. can do some really wild stuff with that for sure. Yeah. Speaking of sketching and all this riffraff, how's Ink, how's Inktober been treating you? Uh, it's been going okay. I um, I ran to a very quick creative block where I was like, I know the theme, but I'm like, not exactly sure where to go off of. And then uh, I can I made a folder of just pure inspiration mm. for um i just went through like all my saved stuff on instagram and found like yeah. a bunch of like um you know like space vehicles and sci-fi mm. trucks rovers. and rovers and stuff yeah. like that and and robots and whatever so um i got a better idea now i'm trying to go for it. i want to um like I keep on looking at my sketch and I like the way it came out, but I want to be more messy, I think. At least that's what I've been doing a lot of. At least for a, a few more. Stuff. Yeah, at least for a few more. Like really I, loose pen work. Like that one I took way too much time. I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time making it perfectly symmetrical because it's not, but um when it comes to more natural vehicles, doing some dog view space trucks, yeah. it's gonna get a little messier and uh a little a little cooler, I think. I gotta get in the in the zone for it though. You know. Yeah. What what does that look like? Like is that getting in the zone? Listening to like the interstellar soundtrack and Ooh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I gotta I gotta get in the mood though, and I'm gonna smash out a few pages, I think, of some cool beauty. Um Yeah, I almost ran into like this the feeling of like, oh I gotta make this like perfect. And I was like, no, yeah. no, stop, stop. <laughs> stop. You're too in your head to, thinking about it. Because I was like, I was like planning out like the, like the, uh, the page. I'm like, hey, I want you know, this big and like this view and everything. I'm like, stop, just draw some, just sketch it. You know, well, just sketch oh, it. I, I was thinking that. And then as I went through some of the inspiration, I found some of that Rashid Tagarov guy like mm-hmm. that, who's got like the coolest to me, my favorite, like byliner sketching style ever. Um, That's awesome. And then what I would like to aspire to um uh, with my fine layer sketching i look at that and like the page is like it's not like it's perfectly planned out like it's just getting ideas out there so i want mine to be like that so i saw it i'm like do you know what nah i'm good i can just do that so sweet um yeah that's where i'm at how about you was the sci-fi uh, samurai coming along sci-fi samurai is going along pretty well and developing this this character mm. who the first two characters were more like exploratory and then i played around with like some different like synthetic biomechanical parts and Mm. like playing around with the physical forms of it but i've got this idea for a character now who's like this uh like a rogue assassin Mm. but it's a she nice i want like a strong female character Mm. true and i've got this idea for like surfacing panels which is like kind of like her armor but she's she's all just a synthetic human being anyway so it's like tissue grown around these synthetic parts and all that but the like the whole inspiration of it other than this rogue assassin was this type like the i don't even know how you describe it but the the contouring that i have in my mind is something that 
ultimately ended up directing the vision for how hopefully she will develop. So I've done like a side view of her at the moment, which I'll, um, I'll get over to you to post on Instagram tonight, just after the show goes up. We'll uh, smash that out, mm. get a Friday post in yeah. before the weekend. Um, but she's going to be a character that sticks around, I think. Mm. I don't know what her role yet is in the story. I think over the weekend I may try and like write out some some storyline and stuff, sketch some environments that these guys live in, because I haven't done that yet. It's been all just sketching out yeah. forms and lines and details and all that stuff, but it's going good. It's going Sweet. really good. It's fun. It's just loose. It's yeah. like, it's 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 fun to do because I'm not. I don't even have to think about it. You know, it just goes on the page. That's. I mean, ideally, that's what you want to do, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the best. It's supposed best to be just scenario. a fun, creative exercise, technically, right? Exactly. And if I can turn it into like a really cool sketch or a cool piece of art or a three D printed character afterwards, beautiful. Hell yeah! It's a win, 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 win. It's a win. Win, 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 win. If you want to see more of our Inktober stuff, sketching stuff, industrial design related shenanigans, just cool creative stuff in general, why don't you uh, give us a follow on Instagram at the process? No, messed it up already. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Oh, it is the pro. What is the it? Process me, underscore underscore podcast beautiful double underscore i was on the right track but i, I stumbled yeah no you, you got there you're getting there we got it we got it you can also send us an email to hi dot the process podcast at gmail.com and just send us some cool stuff if you are so inclined send us questions we had a couple email questions though from a couple episodes ago that we should touch on maybe next week we'll dabble with that next week yeah um we're gonna be having our first guest on the show relatively soon hopefully within within the next month as long as covid19 doesn't prove to be world ending world ending and we all don't have anywhere to go which hopefully is not the case um we're gonna have our best friend designer boy sean platic on the podcast get him on for a couple shows talk about some creative stuff good memories speaking of which closing off the episode and closing the loop on the white stripes song debate that we had can't remember if it was yesterday or wednesday's episode but yeah i thought that it was dead leaves in the dirty ground that we were listening to one time in the yeah. shop with sean and you thought it was another song i thought i was salute your solution but this morning it was ultimately determined that it was neither of those and it was in fact blue orchid by the white stripes yeah we figured it out for some reason i had the perfect memory of salute your solution playing in my memory of that night of that situation that's the song i was playing it's weird we played weird. a lot of songs that night yeah, to be fair is, we were there for like true. 12 hours we we're there from yeah long time i think we we went home at like three in the morning that day or two in the morning yeah something something ridiculous something, like, that. Something like that in bed by three probably yeah probably wild times man wild so we'll have Sean on soon. We'll Hell do yeah. some more Inktober stuff. We'll buy a drone soon, hopefully. Hopefully. Ooh. It's, it's exciting stuff, man. It's exciting stuff. Very exciting. And uh if you're if you're interested in automotive design, then reach out. We'd love to chat with you. Hell yeah. Talk about uh even if you're like a expert or a pro, 
or you just you just want to learn more, just reach out. Yeah. Send us an email. We uh, would love to chat with you or just send emails back and forth. So I think based off everything that I can remember, I think that's it. I think we're good to wrap this one up. Thank you very much, people. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you. Nah, we won't see you because we don't have video yet. Yeah. We will we will be in your ear holes on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for the process podcast, episode 24, in your ear holes. In your ear holes. On Monday. And uh for all us Canadian for all you Canadians out there, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good one, guys. Peace.